What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the East vs. West podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I'm Johnny Rich. And today we're going to do a fun episode. Uh, we're going to be breaking down top offenses that we're looking forward to seeing this next year in the NFL. Before we get the, uh, to that, though, just want to say a quick word, uh, you know, with everything going on around the Black Lives Matter movement, um, we just wanted to say we're here. Uh, we 100% support the movement. You know, speaking for myself, I come from a place of privilege, so I've just been trying to do my best to understand and uh, help those in need. I mean, there's these are people dying, so it's just something that uh, it's near and dear to us, and it matters to us. Black Lives Matter to us. So uh, anything to add to that, Johnny? Just, uh, I mean, look at the sport we study. Look at the sport we work in. Um, football is one of the purest forms of inclusion and diversity and one common goal of people of all different backgrounds working to one thing. Um, maybe eventually America or something could take a look at a sport like football and kind of embrace the way they do it. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Um, you know, you've seen the players come out the past couple of days and it's been awesome to see them uh, finally being allowed to stand up for what they believe in. And uh, yeah, man, it's just cool to see that, you know, these kind of players are just taking the lead at this point and kind of carrying the flag. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and a good, I think it was a good uh, statement by Goodell to uh, come out and support. Um, and now let's see if he can take the action on it. Yeah, definitely. It seems like everyone's on the same page. So hopefully we can get some uh, real change moving forward. All right. To the show. Um, like I said, we're going to do offenses. We're looking forward to most seeing this next season. Um, it's not exactly the offenses that we think are going to do the best, just the offenses that we're most interested in. One that we mentioned briefly that I wanted to touch on uh, before we get to the actual list is the Dolphins. Um, you know, a really young team. They drafted Austin Jackson and Tua in the first round, obviously. So they're going to have some improved play in those areas, we at least think. Um, and just a really young team team that showed some promise as the year kind of progressed last year. Ryan Fitzpatrick actually played pretty well. Uh, you could probably say he was the best quarterback in that division at some points. What do you think about the Dolphins offense and kind of looking forward here through 2020? Um, well, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how kind of what they do. Um, if Fitzpatrick's going to play um, or if maybe two is going to be ready. Um, I'm assuming we're going to see a little bit of both probably. Uh, I'm also really interested to see if Devontae Parker can replicate uh, kind of the way he played last year. Um, I think if he can play the way he played, I mean, putting up 150-yard games against the Patriots and doing things like that, I think that offense could could have a potential to, you know, start turning things around there down in Miami. I hope Gusecki, uh starts to be a little more of a oh, passing yeah. threat. Um, when he came out, he was supposed to be like the Mark Andrews, you know? Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be yep. that pass-catching tight end. Um, and he has crazy athleticism. So we'll see. Maybe it's something where this year with the offense gets going, maybe they can get him going. Yeah, he's kind of like that uh, Chase Claypool, big guy, but he's super quick. I remember he tore up the combine when he was going mm -hmm. through the drills. The other player I'm interested in when he comes back is Preston Williams. He was a rookie last year. Um, I'm pretty sure he went undrafted yeah. uh, from the 2019 draft, right? Yeah, he played at, uh, I think, Colorado. 
and he played like the first three or four games, played really well. It was actually before Devontae Parker kind of blew up. Preston Williams was the go-to guy. So now if you've got Parker and Williams, um, like what you said, I think both Fitzpatrick and Tua are going to play um, just because of Fitzpatrick. He's just that solid veteran presence, right? Yeah. So you're going to probably have to start him. But those are some two guys that could actually become legit on the outside. So I think this offense, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. We were a bit uh, at different points. I think they're actually pretty close to being a solid offense. So. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would like to. I would have liked to see them uh, maybe go a receiver a little earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I like their weapons on offense, but I, it doesn't scream anything special to me. It really doesn't. Um, I just. I would like to see them have like one star on that offense. Besides, you know, at, besides like mm-hmm. if you want to consider Tua your star once he starts playing, but. I would have liked to see yeah, one star position. receiver, one star tight end, or one star running back. Um, yeah. But maybe this is the year one of those people, you know, establishes himself as one of those. Yeah, we'll wait and see. All right, if you want to start off at ten, go ahead. Um, we're gonna have some duplicates, so if uh, if you bring one up, then we'll just talk about that. Or if I bring one up, uh, we'll talk about that. We we'll kind of scratch them off down our list. So if you want to start us off, go ahead. All right. Well, I'm gonna start with ten. Um, your Broncos, you got an offense that has Font, Sutton, who's one of the better receivers, in my opinion, right now, one of the better young receivers coming up. You have Melvin Gordon, who you just signed with Lindsay still there. You have Drew Locke, who played pretty well down the stretch. Um, and then you have Hamler and Judy, who were two great draft picks, in my opinion, um, this offense has a lot of good pieces. Um, I'm a little worried that, well, I was happy because I'm a Jets fan when we got a uh, McGovern the center from you guys. Um, but if you guys mm-hmm. are able to replace him nicely um, and really, you know, find an offensive line, that's going to help Drew Locke to, I, I, and you don't need the best offensive line in the league, but as long as they have a middle of the road offensive line, so maybe a little better than middle of the road, um, I think Drew Locke could do a lot of damage with the weapons he has. Um, and it'll also be interesting to see the way the Broncos utilize each of their weapons. When you have that many people who are good with the ball in their hands, sometimes that becomes hard to utilize. Yeah, no, well said. Um, I mean, I think that's a good point, what you mentioned, uh, that, you know, these guys all need the ball in their hands. Um, you know, Judy and Sutton are going to help play off each other and get themselves open especially if you factor in, you know, Fant and Hamler now using that speed to take the top off the defense. I think it's going to help open everything up. Um, Going back to the offensive line, like you said, though, losing McGovern did kind of suck because he was really a solid player. Um, He's someone they drafted in the fifth round years and years ago. And so he's he's a player that really came along in their program and developed, um, finally getting some play the last two years. And, uh, you know, he was really impressive strength-wise. When he came into the league, he just needed to refine a couple things. Um, and he actually ended up getting better. So it's it was really cool to see him get paid just from coming from that fifth, sixth-round draft spot. But they yeah. did draft Lloyd Cushenberry in the third round. So I think they they addressed well, the like, needs. I like him. Yeah, me too. I liked him a lot. Um, they also signed Graham Glasgow in free agency. Uh, a lot of people have said he'll play center. Some have said he'll play guard. So 
I think they drafted Cushenberry to play the center. Um, but, I mean, I could easily see it the other way, you know, put the veteran at center and put uh, rookie Cushenberry at guard or something Sorry. for yeah. Yeah, however long. But, um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned them off the top because I had them further down my list, obviously. So, uh, yeah, we'll get that one out of the way. But I'm so excited for this offense. I think this can uh, – I think this could be really be the year that the Broncos' offense isn't terrible. <laughs> so, we'll see. <laughs> You'd like to think. Yeah. Um, so my number 10 team, I've got the Houston Texans. You know, you had the big move of trading away uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That's obviously the headlining move that's going to, you know, this is going to be the storyline of this team for this year. But bringing in David Johnson, if David Johnson, I know he had his struggles and I don't, think he's been the healthiest player the past couple years but if he can get anywhere close to where he used to be that rookie season this offense could be pretty legit man I mean with a true bell cow and David Johnson you know we saw last year how Deshaun Watson played when they had a receiving back in Duke Johnson if you can get David Johnson hit on the outside and in the passing game you know you add Brandon Cooks we'll see if his health holds up you add Randall Cobb as well but I do think this offense I don't think the drop off is going to be as significant as some people think. What do you think? I agree. I think uh, at the beginning it looked a lot worse than you know it does if you kind of take a step back look at the whole picture. Like you said, you got Cooks, you have Fuller, you have Cobb, you have some guys that can make some plays. Um, yeah, but for me, it's just they're missing it. They're missing the that it to their offense that that it factor. And I think Hopkins was they that traded it, it away. Factor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. was that it factor. Um, and I really think that this is going to have to one change Watson's play a lot, which he is a good quarterback. He could definitely do. Um, but to make him have to play his change style. So his QB style so differently to make him have to change that. I think that could be a recipe for disaster because I think he's going to have to kind of learn how to play differently. Um, so with that said, definitely one of the offenses I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I mean, good point. I just wish I I wish Watson could play a bit less recklessly because he does really kind of scare me when you watch him play just how honestly just careless. Like he just doesn't give a shit, man. He is out there running around, giving up his body. Yeah. Um it's impressive to watch, but I mean it's cause for concern at some point. Agreed. All right, who's your next team? My next team at number nine is going to be the New York Giants. I, mm. With what it said, I actually do think that Daniel Jones was kind of an exciting quarterback last year. Um, showed some good glimpses, mm-hmm. um, had some big passing games. Obviously, he has some glaring concerns, um, but they improved their offensive line. Um, Saquon Barkley's my favorite running back in football, so that's easy. And then you have guys like yep. Slayton, um, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate. Um, this offense has a lot of playmakers on it. Um, this is a year where I you got to stop hearing the excuses from Giants fans and Giants in general. You guys have a running back. You have receivers. You have a tight end. You have an improved offensive line. Enough is enough now. With all their excuses every year with the offensive lines, this is why. Well, that's why Daniel Jones had... quarterback they have their own so it's either now or never 
And that's why I'm excited to see what they're going to do, because I think they do have a chance to be pretty good. Um, but a letdown season for this Giants offense would be devastational for them. Because yeah, I mean, it's, I cause it's been I mean, like four it's years just... that this offense is supposed to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's kind of like the Broncos offense at this point where it's every year you hear about how it's going to be different and every year it's the same crappy show. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. You know, looking at the stats for Daniel Jones, though, he actually did yeah, play did. really well. 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Yeah, I'm excited to see um, him. He's a big reason why they made my top 10. I'm uh, I'm excited to see Yeah, he really impressed me. I mean, you know, a lot of people made fun of the pick at the time. Um, but, you know, I always thought, I mean, you got to let the kid play. You can't judge it just right after draft day. And he obviously impressed, man. Uh, the one thing I will say, he's got to fix those fumbles, those yeah. six fumbles, three loss last year. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he only played 13 games. That's too, so that's just something you want to watch out for. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to stay in the same division. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this team is pretty fascinating just because, you know, you still actually have a lot of the pieces from the Super Bowl team, uh, especially when you look at the offensive line. You still have Jason Kelsey, you still have Brandon Brooks, you still have Lane Johnson. You know, you got Zach Ertz and um, Goddard at tight end. Obviously, Wentz's health has been up in the air, and you're bringing Jalen Hurts now, which is interesting in and of itself. We'll get to that in a second. Um, But the reason why I'm really interested in this team is this receiving core. Um, you drafted Jalen Rager in the first round. Then you drafted John Hightower and Quez Watkins in the fifth and, fifth and sixth round. You also traded for Marquise Goodwin. This team is a lot faster now, man. I'm really interested by this team. Yeah, I, I, my thing about the Eagles is I do think Peterson, too, is a good play caller um, and runs a good mm-hmm. offense. Um, so I believe that him still being there, that their offense – just has a chance of being exciting in itself right there, you know. Um, when they went yeah. on that first Super Bowl run with him, uh, a lot of those concepts he brought in that were very beneficial to that offense. Um, so I believe that w- that's one thing I'm really excited to watch about their offense. Um, <clears throat> number two, are we sure speed's always a good thing? I-, I mean, look at all these guys that have had fast guys and been bad. I mean... We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, that's kind of almost my thing with the Raiders. I Are the Raiders the definition of insanity? They've drafted a fast wide receiver in the first round like that three or four times now, and it's never worked, not once, not even come close to work. Yeah. And they did it again this that's year. Good point. Is that the definition of insanity? Or is that speed something special, and Peterson's the guy that's going to be able to figure out how to use it? Um, I think that's the biggest question about around probably both those offenses this upcoming season. Yeah. um, You mentioned, you know, can speed be a good thing? You know, that's one of the reasons why I'm most interested by this team is because of the competition at wide receiver. Now, you know, obviously you have Alshon Jeffrey and you have Deshaun Jackson, Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I think he's getting another off season surgery. So we'll see exactly how healthy he is. Sean Jackson was hurt all of last year. I like Alshon so Jeffrey. He's not too. that healthy. And he's always hurt. Yeah, me too. It, it, yeah, it sucks to see him. But then you go to the late last year. Remember Greg Ward yeah. Jr., yeah, the yeah, quarterback yeah. who From turned Houston. the wide receiver? Yeah, he's still there. 
Uh, they've got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who a guy they took in the second round last year, although he was disappointing, he's still there. You add in the three rookies, and you traded for Godwin. There's going to be some interesting cuts coming from the wide, res- wide receiver position off this Absolutely. team, I think. It's probably uh, one of the deeper bunches. Yeah, for sure. All right, who's your next All right, team? my number eight, and I'm saying this with absolutely no bias, is the New York Jets. I purely, I'm from a you, football fan perspective, Sam Darnold is one of the most exciting quarterbacks for me to watch next year. This is a guy who, time and time again last year, besides the one bad game against the Patriots, actually took his team out there, played his ass off, and made some unbelievable plays and won some games with really the worst play calling, the worst run game, the worst receivers, and the worst O-line around him, and still finished up 7-2, and two, um, or 7-3, and three, whatever it was. Um, I think Darnold is mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be exciting to see him next year. And then also purely from, you know, I've always loved studying the game from a GM perspective and stuff. And before I got into coaching, that's kind of what I wanted to do instead of coaching. Um, Joe Douglas, he spent 11, he brought in 11 new offensive linemen. He brought in a lot of mm-hmm. money, a lot of investment, a lot of ca- draft capital, everything in order to make this offensive line good. I want to see if it works. And if it what does work, I want to see how it worked. Um, I want to see if Joe Douglas can be the guy that can kind of figure out this offensive line problem that we've had since about 2012, 2013, I feel like, when, you know, our Mangolds and DeBrick yeah. Ferguson and Damian Woody and all those mm-hmm. guys started retiring. Um, and then lastly is... Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Um, you and I talked about him sneaking into the first round. Um, yeah. Even if he wasn't on the Jets, if he was on, who do I? If he was on the Patriots, who I hate more than any other team, I would still be intrigued to watch that guy play. For someone his size to be able to move as fast as he does, but yet I still think he can run more of a route tree than uh, DK Metcalf can. I think it's going to be interesting to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's as physical a freak as DK Metcalf, maybe a little bit less, but I do think he can still be better than him because he has a better route tree. Also, Le'Veon Bell, I do not believe it was his fault last year that he didn't mm-hmm. well. If you watch the tape, he physically and running the ball and stuff, he was out there spinning people. He he had some nice stiff arms. He was juking. Um I think it's more on one, the play calling and the way he was utilized. And two, I just think it was part of the Jets offense being bad last year and not having a good offensive line. Um, look for him to have, I think, in my opinion, a much better year, um, especially when he gets going, when he really gets going and he's a zone, in the zone. He's a top five player in football to watch. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you, he didn't have a quarterback for most of the year. He didn't have a real backup at all. And there was no one outside that could really take the threat away from inside the box. So it really was kind of a one-man show. Yeah. Um, the good news about your Jets, last in points per game, last in yards per game last yep. year. You can only go up. And you know, it's, it's really just a shame that it's Darnold shame that just – He didn't even coach. get hurt. He caught mono. Really <laughs> that too, yeah. Not he, a his record without Peyton Manning, he's like won 25% of his games or something crazy like that. Mm. 
and his offense has been. Hey man, Peyton Manning got a lot of people hired. But I mean, remember Mike McCoy? I mean, the Broncos went back to him too. Like Peyton Manning got a lot of people jobs that shouldn't have been hired. I I feel you, man. It's um, I think you know I was a believer in the Jets last year. Obviously, Darnold getting mono kind of derailed the whole thing. But I think this year we could finally see what it's supposed to look like, and I'm excited for you. Um, my number eight team, another team with a young quarterback, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, it, this might be just because of Joe Burrow, but I'm excited to see if AJ Green gets back, if this os- offense can be explosive. I mean, you now have Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, you had T Higgins, you have Joe Mixon, who's become one of the better running backs in the league yeah. with Joe Burrow. You know, it's this good team. team could really kind of turn some heads I, this I year, really I think. I really like Joe Burrow. Yeah, what do I you think? I think Joe Burrow's – I think he could have a good year. I like Joe Burrow. I do. I, they were one of the teams that almost made my list. Yeah, it's just – I don't even – like, I, I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow is going to be legit, and I'm excited to watch him play. But, you know, you're getting Jonah Williams back, yep. your first-round pick from last yep. year, too. So you're getting a new left tackle. Yeah. So this this whole team I also is like going to look, Taylor. I think, completely different. I think Zach I think, Taylor is – to me, he gives off, like, a hard-working – kind of personification and like yeah. I, I, I like him that's what, exactly what I was going to say you know you get Taylor he finally has some pieces to run that McVay 11 personnel you know tight bunched yep. offense so I mean I you saw it a bit at times last year but I mean it was tough for them they were playing guys like Auden Tate out wide you know CJ Uzuma who we already talked about on the show has been doing nothing for five years in the NFL now he was out yep. there every week so I'm just I'm just interested to see if it can all come together in Cincinnati. That's all. Well. All right, my number seven. Who's your team? My number seven is the Dallas Cowboys. This, in my opinion, was yeah, a very interesting team. They had a very exciting offense a little early in the season last year, um, and then they kind of got stagnant and whatnot. But there's two main reasons mm-hmm. for this, and that's their two additions in the off season. Mike McCarthy, who what you want to say about the guy as a coach or whatever, he gets how to coach a quarterback, right? Everyone can agree mm-hmm. on that. He's, yep. he's, he can coach a quarterback pretty well. So you pair him with Dak. Now Dak, in my opinion, has Mike McCarthy, which is a huge upgrade from Jason Garrett, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. I'm also excited to see what he'll do in New York. That was another reason why I had the Giants on that list. I think they're an exciting offense because of him, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. But – you have Dak with McCarthy, um, and then also a young Kellen Moore, who McCarthy actually kept on because he kind of liked like what Kellen Moore came yeah. up with last year. Um, I think Kellen Moore good ran point. a good offense. I think he had some unique plays. Um, they're getting more modern. And my biggest thing for this offense is I'm going to make two bold predictions. One, I think by the end of the year, it's going to be C.D. Lamis and our own wide receiver, and there's going to be no question about it. I think people are going to realize, wow, he's. Wow. I think he's going to even have a better, maybe not a better season than Amari Cooper, but I think you're going to see kind of like a Godwin Evans thing happen, where it's like, oh wait, maybe this guy's a little better uh-huh. actually. So I think that's going to happen with C.D. Lamb, and number two, Zeke, maybe not fantasy wise or stats wise. But I think Zeke's going to have one of his best seasons yet because the way this offense is going, they're no longer making Zeke have to carry the load every game. 
they're no longer making Zeke have to run the ball for mm-hmm. 250 yards for the Dallas Cowboys to win. If they start giving Dak some less touches and really start getting him a little fresher maybe and giving him to him in better opportune times, I'm predicting a huge year for Zeke. And that's not maybe necessarily stat-wise or anything like that, but from physical, you watch him play football, watch him be one of the highest-graded running backs in the league next year, hands down. Yeah, I'm interested in this team also, like you said. Um, the thing I want to – real quick, I know it's been talked about a lot, this DAC contract thing. Can we just – this man almost threw for 5,000 yards last year for 30 touchdowns yeah, and 11 no, interceptions. What, what are we arguing about yeah. at this point? I mean, seriously, it's unbelievable. And now, like you said, you just added C.D. Lamb for him yeah. now. Like Dak's going to have a really good year, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, I mean, we can't talk enough about the Cowboys. We could go on and on forever. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm highly interested in them as well. I didn't put them also on my list because I knew you were going to have them. Um, my next team, though, I've got the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of, you know, I mean, controversy now in yeah. the offseason. You know, you didn't know if Drew Brees was going to retire um obviously now the thing with the black lives matter movement has come up it seems like that's kind of been smoothed out a bit but still i mean you added emmanuel sanders to this team in the offseason um you're going to get a healthy camara back now the offensive line is even better you added cesar ruiz the best interior lineman in the class and i mean you saw michael thomas on the outside this team i mean i know this is one of the things I kind of get sick of with New Orleans. We talk about them as a Super Bowl team every year, I yeah. feel like, and they just never deliver. Yeah. Um, but still, man, I mean, this team is – is this the best roster in the NFL, top to bottom? Mm, maybe. I mean, especially you, at least offensively, right? You have to consider it. Just, I mean, of course you got the Chiefs. Got the Chiefs above them. This yeah. team is – I mean, offensive line – but offensive line, receivers, yeah. tight end, running back, quarterback, Very every consistent. position with this team. Yeah. Agreed. Six, right? Uh, six. Yeah, six. All right. So I wanted to even put them higher, but I couldn't find a spot for them, and that is the Seattle Seahawks. This bold mm-hmm. statement here, my bold statement for them, I believe that this will be Russell Wilson's Oof, let's hear it. best season yet. And I think this might be the season he finally wins an MVP. Really? Um, the offense finally got clicking last year. Um, and with with Metcalf, Lockett, and Chris Carson, uh, I just think that he has weapons. You get Disley back. Um, you have weapons. You have a run game. Uh, I see the best season of Russell Wilson's career yet. You know uh the Seattle front office is, uh, they're not making it easy on them, though. No, man. they're not. Especially with the, <laughs> the way they've been drafting and signing. Yeah, but guys. look at that but, offense right now. Yeah, that I mean, offense he's... has talent right now. Oh, for sure. And Greg Olson's yep. there now, yep. too. So you got, so I, I had them down as he's well. He's got three um, legit I targets. After I saw you had them. Legit, legit targets. Yeah. Well, and then Philip Dorsett. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, He's been up and down, I know, but he was a legit deep threat yeah. last year. I I see a big, big year for him. Yeah, should be. I mean, Seahawks are always fun to watch. At least their games are always fun to watch. They're one of my favorite teams in the league just for that factor. 
But I agree with you, though. I think they're pretty interesting. I'm going to stay in the division. My next team, I've got the San Francisco 49ers. I have them here just because I want Jimmy G to prove me that he was worth this big deal and that him going to the Super Bowl wasn't fake. You know, you've heard about it the entire offseason, you know, is Jimmy G the real deal? But I I, I just want to see it again. You know what I mean? I'm not going to ask questions. I just want to watch. You add Brandon Ayuk now. You traded for Trent Williams. Yeah, Trent Williams. I mean, this team – the roster got yeah, better. Their offense, I was going to say their offense is one of the best in the league too. Yeah, so I'm they're just a team I'm super interested in. Who do you who do you have at 5? At 5, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um two main reasons. One, I want to see if they can replicate what they did um purely from like running mm-hmm. the football and you know just admiring the way they played the game last year. Um I think it wouldn't do justice yeah. if I didn't have them on this list. Um and then the other one, another reason why is you had J.K. Dobbins. I think he could be a powerful runner in this offense. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting to watch him play. And then obviously Lamar. But also the one thing I'll say about yeah. Baltimore, one little question I have for them: How would they deal with uh, what's his name retiring? Oh, Yonda. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah, that's a big, big hole in the offensive line you have to fill. You know, Dobbins kind of reminds me yeah. of Ingram, too. He's a little faster, though. Yeah, he's yeah. really fast, actually. I mean, yeah, I've, I've got the Ravens down here as well. Um, this is probably – I know people love Casey, but this is probably my favorite offense to watch. Just with the, the stuff they do in the run game and how creative they can yeah. get with Lamar. The the run game – the All run right. game purely um, from uh... – you know, perspective of enjoying football is just, it's great to watch. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful stuff. The next team I've got, um, I think you have them too, is the Arizona Cardinals. I have them at number two. With, I mean, yeah, we already talked about Hopkins coming over. You got Kyler Murray in his second year. Uh, Kenyon Drake really showed something. Yeah, he was in the last year. Tough runner last year. Looks like it's all just kind of coming together. Coming together. Uh, one with thing this I would like to say about them is, I know they took uh, like Isaiah Simmons, right? But mm-hmm. I really, really would have liked to see because they run this spread offense, and because I like Cliff Kingsbury's offense, I'd have loved to see them take one of those left tackles, and then they really be able to run more five-man schemes, five-man protection schemes, I think that yeah. would have been a huge pick for them. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing I'm going to I'm gonna keep an eye close on this year is if that, that affects them positively or negatively. Yeah, I mean, they, they have Max Williams. I mean, he's not a bad tight end, I guess, but you could kind of – Yeah, but they, they like to know, play, play that, more five, personnel. that five-man spread, you know. I feel like that's yeah, when I mean, Cliffs, just look at the I feel speed like they have a receiver. Cliffs, Offense is going to be the best this year is when they're in that spread, you know, 10 man personnel. Yeah, and then Kyler exactly. just gets to pick so them I would apart. I'd love to see them take like even a Mechdi Beckton, like, or just like a dominant tackle to add to that team. Um, but we'll see. Um, that's just the one note I, I had besides yeah. that fantastic offseason for them, but that was the one bad note I had on them. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right, who do you have next? Um, 
Next at four, I have the Chiefs. Um, purely, I'm an offensive coach. Um, I call plays myself, and watching Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the way they implement such different talents um, into such good ways, they're going to be fun to watch next year. And then you add yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who, in my opinion, when we, when I watched, I was studying LSU's offense over the offseason. They just ran a ton of like inside and outside zone with him. That's perfect for their offense. That's what most of those RPOs are going to have anyways, or a lot of inside zone and outside zone. So I actually like the fit there with those two. Um, but, you know, the Chiefs offense and Clyde. Um, and then I also just, I love watching the way they utilize a guy like Hill, who they use his size, who's, who they use his speed, but they also pair it with routes of using Kelsey's size. So they really, not only do they mismatch with the defense from a, schematical what we're running versus your cover two they also do it with size and speed and different type of route running it's unique to watch so that's one of the ones i'm excited to see for next season yeah as much as i hate them i mean the way andy reed runs his offense is i mean it's really like football porn um he's just so good you know and they they're just so fun to watch because every year they always come up with like something different you know there's always like A a switch you know, kind of like a different theme. Yeah, something that just kind of changes in their offense. For example, um, my favorite thing and last year was Patrick Mahomes. My opinion, if you can convert long third downs, that's a huge thing. And yeah, I I don't know if you remember, but I texted you and a couple other buddies. The reason why I had the 49ers graded higher out as a higher team going into the Super Bowl, but the Chiefs had one thing, and it was Mahomes' unbelievable ability to make ridiculous plays on third and long. And I said that would be one of the biggest differences, and I remember mm-hmm. when he converted that third and 16, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to come back and win this game. And it was exactly what I thought. Um, yeah. It's really that. It's really an underappreciated art is long down third, third down long conversions. Um, it's something I've taken a more of a look into this off season. Cause if you can convert on third and long, wow. Or you have a dangerous offense. It's just super demoralizing yeah, super. for defense when, you know, you get, like you said, third and 16, you got them in these just favorable down and distances I know, and they still convert. That's just, I mean, as a fan, yeah, and as a fan, when you, like, play against the Chiefs and stuff, it's just – you can't help it. I mean, that stuff's just going to happen. It's just – I mean, you know, it makes sense why Broncos kind of loaded up on offense. Yeah. Like, you just have to yeah, outshoot yeah, them, basically, at this point. All right, who do you have next? All right. Um, that's actually my entire list. Uh, oh, since true, we had true, some true. duplicates in there. Um, yeah, I If got you just want to go with your next one. And they're two good ones. Yeah, go for it. Number th- – Three on my list because Zona was two is the Indianapolis Colts, and this mm. could have very well been my favorite. But yes, you got Jonathan Taylor behind the best offensive line in the league, uh-huh. hands down, no questions in my opinion that they have the best offensive line in the league. Yeah, and then you had Philip Rivers, and then yeah. you had Pittman alongside T.Y. Hilton. I think this offense is going to be good next year. Yeah, I'm super excited for this team. Like you said, just. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to the Chiefs is like a perfect fit. 
Oh, yeah, but I, I almost it. like this fit more. And you got Marlon Mack still Taylor there. Taylor is oh such a God. powerful runner. This offense is going to be really yeah, good, I think. It's going to be crazy. I think Philip Rivers is going to just not even have to even do much. Well, I think it's going to almost be like if he gets everyone on the same page and just does his job as being a veteran leader, I think the pieces will just kind of fall in place for him. Watch him to have almost a season like a like kind of like a season that Kirk Cousins had last year, like a 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions kind of season. And that's all he needs, you know. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, this offense is just going to be so, like, it's going to look, look almost easy at times, I think, <laughs> just because, yeah. I mean, you're going to be running. I would be very surprised if they're not one of the best rushing teams in the league yeah. next year. And um, for all you fantasy having, users, can you just imagine for all you Nelson, fantasy users, don't think Marlon Mack is just going to be a wash. I think he could also be a good, uh, good fantasy, like, you know, backup running back stuff like that because one, Jonathan Taylor might get hurt, and two, just in general, they're going to be running the ball with an offensive line like that, and I think both of them will get some carries. Definitely, I liked Marlon Mack. You know, coming out of that draft in twenty seventeen, and he really back. like he he even like passed my expectations yeah. of how yeah, good yeah. he was too. Like he was really Absolutely. really good. Um, but yeah, I was. I was going to say, can you imagine Quentin Nelson pulling around on a power oh with Jonathan God. Taylor behind that's him? That's going to be terrifying. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's devastating, bro. Um, yeah. And then my number one, and it's not even close. I mean, I'm going to watch these games probably over the Jets games, and I'm going to have my laptop, my notebooks, everything in hand studying. And that's going to be the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. Um, two main reasons for that. And you would think yeah. it's Tom Brady, but that's not my main reason why. My two main reasons are, one, Bruce Arians, one of the best quarterback whispers, one of the best coaches. And now you take, in my opinion, the I'm going to say flat out, the best QB coach ever, in my opinion. He's worked with so many countless guys and done so much. Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Andrew Locke, Carson Palmer. I mean, come on. The guy is, he's arguably one yeah. of the greatest, greatest quarterback coaches ever. And you pair him with Brady now. And then also my other reason is also because of Bruce Arians. He has an offense where you take lots and lots of shots downfield. But now they're going to go 12 Mm -hmm. base personnel as their base personnel. I'm interested to see how he's going to get that same type of stretching the field, that same type of vertical game with 12 personnel. And from my own career perspective, I'm going to be taking notes and really want to see how he does that. Because on my opinion, even with all the speed, all the RPOs, all that going in the game, a dominant tight end, a dominant like sniffer personnel or 12 personnel, I think that's part of the part of where the game's going to right now. Um, and I'm just, I mean, this offense, I'm so excited to watch them. So excited. All right. Yeah, it was a good episode. Um, all right, that was fun though. Great list. I had the, I had the Bucks on here too. But when I saw you had them at one, I was like, I'm just going to take yeah, them down. Yeah, we're we're yeah, just going to talk yeah, about yeah. this team a lot. So. They're the easy one. Yeah, for was sure. Good, that was a good. Um, uh, I mean, good run through though. Um, and I think basically what, if I'm going to be honest, yeah, we covered a lot. Our listeners want to grab anything from this whole thing. There's going to be a lot of fun offenses to watch next year. Um, one that I'm high on that I didn't even mention. Yeah, definitely. Carolina Panthers. You take Brady, um, Joe Brady, the offense coordinator from LSU, um, and you pair him with a player like 
Christian McCaffrey, um, and you got a Teddy Bridgewater there. Uh, then you also bring in Matt Rule. I think that's a fun offense to keep an eye on. Yeah, real quick on that. I mean, you saw what oh, yeah. Brady did for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in that LSU offense last year. And now oh, yeah. also Christian McCaffrey, CMC. our number one draft pick in all fantasy leagues, in my opinion. You think so? I took Saquon take first in my dynasty. Right now. But Saquon's close, too. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. like splitting hairs. On, Here's the so thing. It was like, I mean, and if I, I had the first dynasty, overall pick, so you couldn't make a quarterback first round. Just because it's a dynasty and I want to get that position locked. You know what I mean? See, I was thinking that too. I so because I mentioned I brought that up in our dynasty league, and my friend told me no. He's like, you know, just wait. I mean, quarterbacks going to be available later. And thankfully, I did. I mean, I got. I, I got well, I was uh, gonna Kyler say, Murray it's worth like it if you can get round, Mahomes so. or Lamar in the first round. My friend Eric, uh, he's in that dynasty league we did. His first pick, yeah, at ninth overall, he took Patrick Mahomes, and then coming back around at eleventh no. overall, he took Lamar Jackson. Oh, that's and it's a super flex. Oh, so he can yeah, play and it's a super flex. That's so he has crazy. to play both. Yeah, <laughs> I like. That. Isn't that insane? <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, because I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking about taking Mahomes first overall, but then, I mean, whatever. I'm still happy with my team. All right. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Uh, Thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, We'll have another one of these soon, I bet. But uh, until then, thanks for listening. Take care of each other, man. Be safe out there. Um, Let us know if you have any comments, um, questions, uh, advice, anything you want us to talk about on the next episode. Yeah, all feedback appreciated. Well, uh, thanks, thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you soon.